Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Making rock history one podcast at a time. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Sitting next to me in the co-pilot's chair this evening is the lovely and talented Miss Lily V6. Hey, guys. And this handsome gentleman over here on the computer screen way off to my right is Keith the Hawk Hawkins. What's going on, Keith the Hawk? Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? It's going great, man. We're ready to rock What's going on tonight. there? What's, what's happening? What's the weather like here? Actually, it's, pretty, it's like 60 degrees today. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Really? Wasn't I heard it was going to be in the 70s tomorrow. It sure is. Yep, That's I'm going to have uh, Bermuda shorts on and sunglasses and a big Hawaiian shirt. Good. There you go. No. I've been dressed like it every day now. Uh, Keith, all the way from New Orleans. I'm going to close this. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, tonight's topic is the films of David Fincher. It's going to be a fun podcast. We uh, are uh, movie buffs here at the Ludini a rock and roll circus have been forever and ever amen so um it's gonna be a good thing we uh appreciate you guys' feedback you guys's yin's feedback yours is uh what's english again i forgot how to speak english uh, we expect we we appreciate your feedback as well so feel free to chime in uh, the live audience is here on facebook with us tonight feel free to chime in give us your uh thoughts on uh your favorite david fincher films and we're gonna uh, do our best to try to rank them <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're going to try to do that without shedding too many, too much blood or too much tears tonight. So, uh, uh, the, by the way, the website is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. And um, that uh, is uh, where you want to go to check out and find out everything that's going on in the Ludini world. There's great merchandise there. Uh, we sold something this week. Oh, what did we sell? Yeah, I'm not sure yet, but oh, we did sell thing. something. We I sold a thing. We sold a thing. So what um, was it? Uh, it was uh, uh, a condom, I think. Uh, used. Nice. One of my used condoms. So, um, good. Good. anyway, so you want to go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com to check out everything about our music podcast. We do a lot of great interviews with a lot of really cool art, uh, indie artists uh, and some not-so-indie artists. I've got to meet people like Nancy Wilson from Heart and some cool people like that, too, as well. So, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is where all that's happening. Uh, and so, check back there often. we got a little bit more stuff for you. We'll save that to later on. Um, but we're going to have a good podcast tonight, The Films of David Fincher. And uh, to get started, so let's start off with a little Greta Van Fleet. Nice. Uh, this is the, uh, we've, we've been playing Highway Song, but this is their uh, 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 second single off the album. It's called Safari. No, it's not called Highway Song. This Safari Song, well, we'll get this straightened out later. But to Greta Van Fleet <laughs> from uh, the album From the Fires, Safari Song on the Houdini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
Alright guys, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is Greta Von Fleet. And uh, let's go ahead and plug their webby site. It's I really like, like them. Yeah, I a think this is a cool band. You want to go to, very simple, GretaVanFleet.com. And you can check out everything those guys have going on. Okay, so we are talking tonight about the films of David Fincher. Keith, do you have like a master list you can read off to us? I sure do, man. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> He's Hit ready. up. Okay, so in no particular order, I'm not going to go like chronological or anything like that. But sure. he did Alien Three was, I think, his big first like We're, attempt. Yeah. No, at, no, at no. Com- Let's try to keep commentary till we get to the commentary. So just give us the list, okay? But go ahead. All right, right so this. hey, hey, Lou, hey, take it easy, okay? Your blood pressure is going to go up, and we're going to all we're just going to have a bad time here. All right, so Alien Three, Fight Club, The Game, Panic Room, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Network. Seven, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Zodiac, and Gone Girls, what we're picking from, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that we should mention, well, we can come back to some of the stuff later. What I do want to eventually touch on a little bit is his directing of and producing of some really cool Netflix shows like um, House of Cards and yeah. um, uh, Mindhunter. Both very, very, if you haven't seen either one of those series, you should get a Netflix subscription just for those. They are excellent series. And David Fincher, uh, his his hand is all over uh, both of those uh, in a big way. Okay, so let's go ahead and where do you guys want to start? Where do you, what, what, what movie do, you want to, do we want to start with? I just, by the way, I tried to watch as many of them as, as I could in the past few days just to kind of catch up. Um, 
And I think I have seen all of them. Uh, and I rewatched seven just now. Lily got here. She he, she got to see the weeks the big <laughs> climax with you know what's in the box? What's in the box? I heard yeah. it as I came in the door. I'm yeah. like, what's oh. in the effing box? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? So 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 what do you want? What movie do you want? Do you want to start with? Let's start with seven. Let's start with seven. I know that one. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not as big a uh, movie buff as these two are, but I have seen movies. <laughs> All okay. right, Lily. Damn it! Come on now. Let's start doing your homework. Here. Bite Come me. on. Let's let's do this. So, but, so let's talk about it. So, so seven. What do you think? What do you guys think? I absolutely love seven. I it. I, I love everything about it. I love the actors in it. Even Brad Pitt, I guess. I love that it had some like like Dante's Inferno stuff in it. I love that it was Seven Deadly Sins. I love that it was like totally like mind screwing. I just I love the whole thing about it. Just all of it. Mind screw. I, I well, I didn't want to say the other word. I got you. I'm trying to keep it clean. Keep it. Might <laughs> try to keep it PG thirteen if we can. Ish. So and Keith, go ahead. Give us your sort of like spin on. And who's gonna keep? Who's gonna Who's gonna keep a little tally? And, I'll try. And, and, and try to rank these. So, you know, we got to try to put them in order at some point. So give us a little commentary there, Mr. Hawkins, on Seven. Let me just say something about David Fincher's movie. David Fincher will hijack your eyes. You understand what I'm saying to you? He hijacks your eyes. You don't know if is that really happening or did this just happen or is this going to be a twist because his movies do that to you all the time. Yeah, I agree. They go back and forth. Seven, obviously, is one of the... One of his better films, I think, and it is a very, very just what the hell is going to happen next kind of thing. The two, you know, you got the two two detectives that one's going to retire, one's a little younger. He's all gung ho. These guys can't get along, but they're trying to solve them. You know, these brutal, brutal murders based off the Seven Sins, and you know that just the movie goes from there and there into that climactic ending where. Or something in that box, but I mean, the movie itself is legendary, and I think it put him on the map as it didn't come out in '95, so it definitely put him on a map as a director to watch at that time. And he was just it was all you know, well, it was all on is, from there, man. Is, he I definitely think, did. I, I think Alien 3 is 92 or 93, mm-hmm. so this yeah. is what Keith is this his oh, second? I think it's just 95, so yeah, it's probably so, his second but, or third film he come out with, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that um, I, I, <laughs> um, I I think it's a great film. I, I mean, I, th- I think just we could draw a line, um, uh, f- a line from Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. to Seven, and so on. There's there's this you know, <sighs> um, <laughs> I, I want to take a step back and talk. I'm going to talk about the game now, okay? okay. Because the game, the, the Seven is a thriller in the tradition of. Silence of the Lambs. It's a post Silence of the Lambs. It was Silence of the Lambs was one of those movies that came out and like it was so influential. So many people loved it that there were a lot of movies that were sort of like kind of rode the bandwagon of Silence of the Lambs. Not necessarily bad movies. I think Seven is one of those really good examples of like somebody picking up on that sort of type of vibe and doing their own thing with it and making a really awesome movie. I'm not trying to say that I think that Seven is a uh, a rip off of Silence of the Lambs. It's just in that tradition, okay? Mm-hmm. And just like, and so I want to talk about the game for a second. The game, in my opinion, is one of these movies that is in the tradition of, partially because Michael Douglas is in it, is in the tradition of 
a movie that came out in the in the 80s which was Fatal Attraction mm -hmm. and after when Fatal Attraction came out all of a sudden there was like a you know there was, the, there was the basic instinct sleeping with the enemy shattered there were all these like movies with these like kind of like these psychological thriller crime story kind of movies and I think that Fincher kind of did his own thing with it when he did the game you ever seen the game Lily? I have not seen the Keith, game. Keith have you seen the game? <laughs> I've seen it once I tried to watch it the other day all the way through I it has a lot of twists and turns in it, but I have to like I have to refrain from as many comments on this one because I'm not as familiar with this one. Yeah, um, but but here's the here's the problem with some of these movies like the game, and I'll I'll, I'll go outside of David Fincher for a second, but like the game, The Usual Suspects, uh, um, Sixth Sense, where there's this big reveal or something at the end, big twist at the end, and it's like once you have seen it, once you know it, then it really kind of it's hard to rewatch it and have that same sort of like enthusiasm for it. I mean, I rewatched yeah. the game this weekend because I hadn't seen it in many, many years. And I, I went, I remember it was one of those super fun movie going experiences. I went to see it in the theater with a girl I really liked and we had a really good time and we were absolutely blown away by it. We were like, wow, you know, jaw on floor, you know, didn't see it coming, you know, love the whole thing. Guess the whole time. Is this real? Is this bad? What are they doing? And, uh, but when I rewatched it, it was kind of like it, definitely was like way way it was like porn that you already jerked off to like you know a hundred times you know it just doesn't have the same kind of effect it's lost its luster yes it's lost its luster but it is still very it's still a solid film and it's still, still some great stuff in it but i don't know if i would rank it in the top five only because it is one of those kind of like once you blow your load with it you're kind of done with it but that's sort of my to, opinion. What happened to PG-13? I mean, you're talking about loads and jerking off in porn. There's no F-words. Hey, don't don't make me uh, take off the gloves. I haven't said the F-word. I haven't said the F-word. He didn't say the F-word. So, um, uh, have good. either of you seen Alien 3? Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I am terrified of all the Alien movies. But yes. Uh, here, here's... <laughs> uh, okay. And, and, you know, most people say... You know, David Fincher is kind of like... Uh, I mean, if he could, he would have it put out as an Alan Smithy. Um, movie because he have he really felt like the studio really tried to like control him throughout the whole process and he kind of has sort of disowned the film although he was involved with a uh, re-edit of it in 2003 um, and I watched the re-edit uh, th th this week I actually have the Alien Quadrilogy on Blu-ray um, and I think that like there's a couple of things about it. First of all, it does got that David Fincher kind of stamp on it in terms of the bleakness, the colors. Like if you never notice thing about him, guys, he has like all his movies have like a color to them. Yeah. You know, they're like Seven has this like, you know, kind of like dark brown and you know, muddy kind muddy of, color, kind of yeah. you know what I mean? And Zodiac has a sort of like kind of greenish blue mm -hmm. kind of thing the whole way through. They all kind of do these you know he does these things with with the, each film has a sort of color to it and um so he was kind of already doing that in, in in alien 3 um and it is a return of the alien to the horror genre it is not a science fiction story really i mean the science fiction element of it is just like well it's there but it's not really integral part of the story at all there's no warp speed or uh keith there was no muppets in it I, i'm 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 so you'll know okay um that's why i, that's why I liked it a little bit more <laughs> than that probably that last, last freaking star wars i was i know but um so so i i you know i think it's um it's kind of like i really enjoy the film only because i'm a huge fan of that franchise but i can understand why i mean it was one of those movies after i, I watched it the other night when like damn if they would have really turned him loose on this <laughs> like really just let him be david fincher like what 
could he have done with it, even though in and of its own right, it is not really a bad film at all. No. You know? I mean, that's that's the thing about that film. And I, like like you were saying, it's I think it is one of them films where he felt, I think, restrained a little bit because the studio was trying to kind of take it over and he wasn't, you know, as... Hands on he, he's like. kind of like dis, he's actually kind of disowned he's actually disowned it and yeah, doesn't like yeah. it oh. being you know mentioned as one of his films but I have to say that I think it's enjoyable and like I said I, I like the it's fact not a that bad, it's not a bad I, film at I all mean, like, I don't think it is I remember going to see it in the theater and thinking like okay this is a kind of toned down because if you remember what James Cameron did with that material he blew it up like way big it was a huge war thing and aliens jumping out at you everywhere and like all kind of stuff and I think a lot of people at the time wanted to see like an alien film where Ripley and Newt and Hicks you know went to the alien homeworld and shot them all up or something you know (laughs) he didn't make that movie he made a more like toned down just kind of like almost like haunted house haunted prison with this monster running around killing everybody he just kind of just lets make a scary movie um whether you think it was effective or not is kind of up to opinion so let's pick another one guys jump in so when do you two guys jump in with one um i i really liked the movie zodiac uh mainly because i'm a huge serial killer fan i like that it's about you know the zodiac killer um again it's dark it's kind of twisty turny so it's like just you know the formula of fincher but that's that's one of my that's one of my top three. <laughs> what do you think about Zodiac, Keith? I think it's probably one of his most underrated films. It will definitely make my list of top five. Uh, when I when I first saw that movie, the cast is pretty heavyweight. There's a lot of great acting in it. Uh, it's a little long, I think, for some of the. It's a little slow and hard. I agree. But um, it uh, I was surprised. You're talking about the color scheme of David Fincher movies. I was surprised that actually he's seen like more than two scenes in that movie to have the freaking sun. Because yeah. his movies, his movies are so dark at times that you don't even see the sun. I don't even, you know, in the well, other it's movies. Really, what's like, ironic is we were watching. Was, I watched Seven tonight, and the whole movie is raining until yeah, yeah, they yeah. get in the car and yep. they start driving out to that place where the big, yeah, you know, finish yeah. is supposed to happen. And it's bright, sunny, beautiful evening. Crazy. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's um, what I think about his flicks is there. There's definitely a theme to him. Very dark. Uh, the Zodiac definitely based off of. Uh, the serial killer who was never caught for, you know, because yep. he's just, uh, I guess, too smart for whoever. But uh, how he taunts the police with the with the messages. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is really good. I'm not a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I mean, but in that movie, he's really good. Yeah, for that Mark, role, Mark, yeah. Mark Ruffalo is really good, and Jake Gyllenhaal is totally obsessed with this, you know, the Zodiac. And it's just, it's a movie that I think that would probably lose a lot of, like, just the people that were going to see an action film because there's a lot of detail to it so if you it's one of the movies too if you're going to go up and take a piss or go get some popcorn you're going to have to either wear a diaper and go get some popcorn <laughs> or, pa- hand, pause it. or if you don't want to you don't want to miss too many parts is my point well, so I, I mean I, i'm not i'm not ripping on people to wear diapers i mean they, babies wear diapers you're ripping and so do, so do old people but at the same time just <laughs> if you're going to do that kind of stuff guys thanks for Great to see you guys. Just just go and do that stuff beforehand because if you if you miss too much of that movie, you're screwed, man. So well, I um, think Zodiac, out of all his films, Zodiac's probably the most underrated. And I think it's a, a really it's a really well acted uh, and well well done. Uh, okay, here's what I want to say about Zodiac. First of all, I love the I love the fact that he does the thing where it spans, you know, the decades, and he updates oh, sure. the clothing. 
and the music and everything, just like in some of our other mov- other movies that do that very, very well, like um, Goodfellas and Forrest Gump, and you know th- those like. The, you know, they, he really take you really feel like you're moving through time with this Zodiac case. Attention to uh, detail. With yeah, that, the yeah. attention to detail. Everything about it is really, really good. You really feel like you're in the 70s or the 60s. You really feel like you're in the 80s. You're so on and so forth up until the end. Um, and I thought that was, uh, I, I really love that aspect of it. I did not find it slow or long. I found it riveting. I saw it, I watched it once on Netflix uh, several years ago. And um, I had just, speaking of David Fincher, and I mentioned Mindhunter, I had finished Mindhunter um, a, a few weeks ago. And I was like looking for something like that. And Zodiac is on Amazon Prime. I'm like, aha, I ah. can get my Mindhunter fix. <laughs> and I'll watch Zodiac. And um, just absolutely loved it. And there's just a little bit of a kind of ir- irony there is that Mark Ruffalo and more and uh, R- Robert Downey Jr. work together in that movie and eventually they become the Hulk and Iron Man and they're in the <laughs> Avengers together so it's kind of a fun kind of little tie in there uh, yeah, yeah, but sp- speaking of movies that span decades and you know kind of have that vibe uh, do you guys know of the uh, the David Fincher film called um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button I know it I have not of seen course. it Everybody tells me to watch it. I feel like it's going to be one that I'm going to get bored with. But go uh, what, do you, what do you th- what did you think about it, Keith? Okay. I actually think it was up for a couple uh, Oscar noms there. I mean, I think that did he was up for it? best director on that. I've seen it twice, and I do like the movie. I think it's one of his. It's okay for me. The reason why I probably want to make my top five is the fact that it's a, it, I respect this because I think no one should do the same thing over and over again. But it's a very, it's a true departure from all his films it's very it's almost like it's a love story it's just shown through the eyes a very just odd way which is you know it's not a typical like you know plot to a film but in the same at the same time it is a great movie obviously he likes brad pitt's thing he does and it's it's just a movie that another one that just you got to pay attention to because there's a lot going on and it's like okay this dude's really old when he's born and all of a sudden he's going well, backwards in life it's just kind of it's bizarre it's a cool premise but i like i said it's such a departure from all his other films that i really enjoyed that i i like the movie but will it make my top i don't know well let, let me say let me say this about the curious case of benjamin button to me it was like alfred hitchcock directing making forrest gump um I really kind of the whole time, all I wanted to hear Benjamin Button was go say was, Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> oh my God. I really thought the whole time, Stu and I watched it, and we were like, this is Forrest Gump. It is, in, in my opinion, is very similar to that, but it's dark. It's got that David Fincher darkness to it. So it's like, you know, you know, and Fincher is very influenced by Albert Hitchcock. I mean, that's why a lot of Fincher's films are in that sort of suspense you know, thriller yeah. genre because he he that you could tell that he's the son of Hitchcock. It's not even uh, a question. Um, but I just thought I I I I thought it was great filmmaking. I thought that the CGI was miraculous. Like you could, it looked it looks great. And it, it probably does, saved the film in spots, you know. Yeah, and it, and it really kind of takes you through the decades, and you appreciate all that, and the music updates, and all that type of stuff. Uh, and and it's touching in places. I mean, I got choked up uh, several times, but I just <laughs> I just kept on wanting him to say, "Life is like a box of chocolate." It just oh had God. that kind of vibe. So it was like you know, force button. Um, 
Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about uh, a, a film that that's actually, that's actually the sequel coming out next year. For let's Latin. talk about the girl <laughs> with the dragon tattoo. Oh, left. Go ahead. What do you think? Hit me yeah, up. Yeah, go for it. This movie here is kick ass from start to finish. This movie does not let you go. It is probably one of my favorite David Fincher films, and it is based off of what is this? It's a Swedish film. And it's a book series, yeah, also. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I love, but I'm I'm so partial to the original Swedish version that I had. I was very prejudiced against it, although it is very good, and Fincher does a great job with it. But I love the foreign version. I prefer the foreign version. That's just my. Well, well, that's good, man. Why don't you go play your freaking album about ABBA albums too when you're done here? You know what I mean? Let's talk about it. Okay, speak. Let's talk about it. This is a Fincher podcast. Let's talk about what Fincher took it and just humped it into submission to make it his own. So let's do. Let's talk about did, that. Did he really make it his own? Do you yeah, think so? it, it kicks ass, man. It I mean, did ass. you have you ever seen the, the the original version? I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Because okay. I know this version. I know this version's better. That's why. I I just I just I and I, I there's so many. I, we should do a um a podcast on the far uh, foreign films that have been remade, remade. in English and like That'd the good and bad of that. That would be a good topic. We could, we could do that. We but could do that. We're gonna come back. We're gonna play a band now that um uh, uh we discovered on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus um a couple of years ago and um, became really big fans of them. I think Lily's gonna like this band. Um, they are called Thunder Mother. I already like the name. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is the, they've got a new album. Out. Not all the not all the songs are available yet, but the new record's coming out. I believe at the end of the month. This is a track called "We Fight for Rock and Roll." Thunder Mother on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. We don't need.
That is Thunder Mother. 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 You want to go to thundermother.com and check out everything that they have going on. Before that, we had Greta Von Fleet. You go to gretavonfleet.com. And uh, just a really good rock and roll band. They've got a new album. It's going to be self-titled. It's coming out very soon. And that's a cut off of it that you can find on the uh, services out there, the streaming services. So check them out. Great band, Thunder Mother. So let's... uh, what 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 do we uh, what do we need to talk about? So we talked about Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Zodiac. What about Panic Room? You ever seen Panic Room, guys? I saw yeah. it when it first came out. I saw it. In the th- I went to see that in the theater as well. What did you think? Dwight Yoakam's in it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's got a good cast. I mean, it's got a very very young Kristen Stewart. It's got a uh, Jodie Foster. You can't go wrong with her usually. Dwight Yoakam. Uh, I heard it compared to, and I actually agree with this. I heard it compared to. It's a very good B movie. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's almost like it's not a great movie. It's almost like a movie you'd wait through. I'm gonna wait till the rental comes out. That way I can hook it up at the red box or whatever. So I mean, it's good to watch, but it's just like it's kind of. Why, kinda why wanna... do you think that is, Keith? Like, because he's done so much epic movies, like movies that are so good. You know, how do we get to? I mean, we understand Alien Three because the studio was really trying to like muscle him on that. But something like yeah. I don't understand why you know Panic Room comes across like eh, not so good. I mean, what do you think that is? I, I mean, it's, it's speculation. I mean, what do you think? I just think sometimes you're working within like boundaries of what you know. Maybe some like with the Alien Three thing. Sometimes they don't let you just you know they don't take the chains off. I mean, the training wheels are kind of you know, it's not you know, it's your film, but they're all they're also working for you know a studio, so they kind of. You know, they you got to work in with their bounds. Maybe it's not your total vision, so you kind of do it. But it's you know, and hopefully you make a great film. But I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of people come short of their actual goal, which is unfortunate. But I think on that case, you can have all the David Fincher you want, but it's 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 good for a good watch. But I wouldn't watch it repeatedly. I don't think it holds. You know, it's weight with all his right. other films. I think he definitely went up from there and got, you know, definitely got right. better. And, and I, I, think, I think it also sort of suffered from villains that were probably not as serious or maybe kind of weak. And that, that kind of, like, takes the whole, that takes all the tension down, you know. Yeah, so if the villains aren't really villainy, then you start to kind of not what get... Do, what you do you mean? Get You're not intimidated in, by Jared Leto and Cornrows? Right. Like, you don't get that... No. Um, that invested in, uh, like, it's probably going to be okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, a movie that came out like that in the past couple of years, a horror film called The Disappointments Room, which had a great premise and a great cast, but, like, nothing really serious happened in the movie. And so you no. kind of walked away from it going, like, this was just, it was very milk toast, mm. you know, and I think there's a little element of that with that. Um, but let's talk about, there's, there's, we need to talk about the social network. <laughs> Let's hit that. So it's so so. What did you guys think of that movie? The Social Network. Um, it was. I watched it after you know it was already on DVD. Um, I thought it was going to actually be pretty interesting. I ended up having to rewatch it several times. I found it extremely boring. Um, I really liked the idea of it though because it was about you know Facebook and this whole thing and how the story of it was. But I, j- I just found it blah. It's blah. Just, that's all. I that, have. that was my feeling about it too. So. I mean, and according to uh, IndieWire.com, they ranked that as Fincher's number one film. They called wow. it, they, 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 they yeah, said man, it's like hey, the internet version make... of Citizen Kane. And I'm like, no, 
Not no, close. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. What do you think, Keith? Talk about it. You know, like like the movie poster says, you can't make 500 million friends and not make a few enemies. I don't know. The music, the movie is definitely not for everybody. I think it's good. Uh, we're on Facebook, so I'm not going to bash it too much. So it's, just, uh, it's one of the things where... Wait a minute, our feed just went down. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, no. Uh, it's, one of, it's one of the things where it's, it's, it's a good movie, but again... It's a departure. I think it's one of his better, like, more successful films. I know it was up for Best Picture when it came out. I think he was up for Best Director in that. I don't think either of them won. They won a couple of Golden Globes, maybe, for that. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. It's like, I like directors sometimes when they go out of their, like, their realm, their right. thing. But um, it still looks at a dark, kind of, because that wasn't, like, that movie wasn't all, you know, you know, sunshine and rainbows, man. It was, uh... There was a lot of darkness to that movie, too. And it was obviously based off a true story that, you know, some guys did some things and created a monster. And yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. It's still rocking on. And it's an interesting interesting movie. It is, I'll agree with Lily, it is a little slow, we'll say. In, in spots, boring if you want. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's one of his, like, it's a strong film. But uh, like I said, I've prefer a certain side of david fincher just in my opinion yeah so i'm kind of, i'm not completely on board with it i think like i said okay as, as successful films i think it's one of his more successful films but i don't really you know i i think it's good but it's not okay me, it's i want to i want to touch on i want to touch on one more before we cut what before I, I i think i think that david fincher has a great film that is the greatest and one of the greatest films of all time we're going to get to that in a second but we should talk about gone girl gone um I had never seen it, and I watched it over the weekend, and I was absolutely freaking floored by it. Um, I, I, but what what it did was, yeah, I was a little bored with it in the beginning. I was like, okay, and I'm not a Ben Affleck fan at all. I was like, yeah, I, I wanted to choke him for what he did to Batman. But um, <laughs> I think that, you know, it, it really was just... What about just, Val Kilmer? You know, it was just kind of slow, and eh. and then And then there's this twist, and I felt like, okay, so they're doing this twist. And then what they did with the twist was what really tickled me like how it went off in all these different directions and how nothing really went according to plan on both sides and how you were caught between like you know you know who are you rooting for it who was really real and how you found out and he sort of plays a little trick on you because you sort of assume because men are jerks that she's being abused and well, that's where everybody's mind goes. Ter you know what I mean? Like you know, that. this guy's a jerk. And, you know, blah, blah, just because he cheated on his, you know, there's a whole thing. Well, just because you cheated on your wife doesn't mean you killed your wife. That's one of the arguments they had about O.J. Simpson. And um, but so so your mind automatically goes there. And then when the when it as it starts to unfold, you kind of you, know, you kind of realize like a little joke's been played on you. And it's really fun. Um, I loved all the I loved the race against time between who was going to come out and confess the affair first. Was it going to be the guy or the or the or the girl? You know, when her plans go awry and she gets robbed. I mean, there's so many like fun twists and turns. There was twist the, upon twist upon yeah, twist right. in this uh, one. <laughs> yeah, like beyond like the big reveal, there's this there's these twists because they give the big reveal like about halfway through the movie. Yeah. You know. Um, and I love the un the the uh, unreliable narrator uh, thing where you know you're 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 kind of going along with the story and then you find out you've been fooled. I love that because somebody else talk. <laughs> you just kept going and going and going. I just I just saw that movie well, that just really grabbed you were me. You're on a roll, man. You were on a roll. I'm gonna call you Butter tonight because you're on a roll. All right, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I think the only thing that um really surprised me about that movie not only was there a lot of twists, 
but it was the fact that Doogie, Doogie Howser was trying to get a chick in that movie was a little bit odd to me because he don't seem like the type of dude that'll do wah, that, wah, if you know what wah. I mean. But uh, nothing, not there's anything wrong with that. But I thought this film was probably his most underrated film. I do think it's an awesome film, and I think you'll hear about it again later on, but I think it's a uh, film that's it's just good, man. I mean, it's like I said, in the beginning, like you know, you say it's a little slow. I think it more to make up for it as the movie yeah, goes on. Absolutely. If you want to call it a slow burn, whatever you want to call it. But a lot of his movies do have still parts in them. I it, think. It, yeah, but it it really it thing. just gra- well. I think part of it was I was prejudiced against it because like Ben Affleck. Like, it's going to be this, typical. You know, yeah, you know. I mean, it wasn't. And I, and I, just, and I really did was was thinking like, okay, so this guy kills his wife, and what's going to happen, and blah blah blah. And then I find out, wait a minute, that's not really what's going on here. And then it kind of started, and then I was com- so completely. I mean, went from being like ant to like falling in love with it by the end, and I can I think I just enjoyed that experience. Um, you have World War Z written down. Why do you have World War Z written down? It was on the list. Of his he is actually he didn't direct World War two. Z, but th- he's going to do World War Z two. too. Okay, maybe that's so what it was. That is really crazy. That's like, why it's kind of one like towards I'm the not, end. So I don't know. Did you like World War Z? <laughs> no, it sucks. I, I didn't you. like it either. But, you know, maybe because he wants to work with Brad Pitt and Brad's like, you got to do, I don't know. And he's going to do 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I saw that. I'm pretty excited about that. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there as well. Um, hey, Billy Mack, what's be up? That one but I think that we need to, I think, I think no matter what order we put these in, I think there's one movie that is his greatest movie. In fact, I think this is one of the greatest films of all time. When you talk about Citizen Kane, The Godfather, Lawrence of Arabia, you know, the great uh, Apocalypse Now, Taxi Driver, the great films, Gone with the Wind, the great films of our life. I think we Alien, have to, Alien Three. You have to put. You have to. You have to say Fight Club. I mean, Fight Club is one of the most. It is so. Wait, brilliant. are we allowed to talk about it? Uh, we're going to talk about it. Okay. It was one of the most brilliant films on so many levels, and it's also a love story. And you know, this is right. one of the things I just want to say real quick is like one of the readings of Flight Fight Club could be that it's just a love story about Tyler and Marla. And if you think That's about true. it, if you re, if you view the movie in that way, it's like a crazy love story. But anyway, so guys, go ahead. I know that you guys want to talk about Fight Club. It's go ahead. Do you want to go for it, Keith? Yeah, I mean, the first rule of Fight Club is not to talk about it, but uh, we'll do it anyway. We don't. I asked enough about Fight Club. <laughs> there's there's some uh, very. Uh, there's some very quotable lines in this movie. This movie has cool little uh, few cameos, will you will, if uh, you know, like meatloafs in it. You know, you got uh, just. And I was surprised that Helena Bonham Carter was allowed to be in a movie. Beside one was directed by Tim Burton, so that's a good thing. So, but it's a, it's a very, it's a great movie for me. It's not his best, but I mean, it is. It's, oh, you it's, just, it's, uh, it's, you just, it's we can no longer be friends. Wow. That's a, that's okay, because it's, it's, it would come in, for me, it would come in at number number two, but it's a great movie, again, with the Brad Pitt theme, with, you know, he just seems to have a thing for him. He's great. I mean, Edward Norton is one of my favorite actors of all time, to be honest with you, and yeah. he's amazing in that movie, like, like what, anything what did else. You, what, what's your sort of thoughts on Fight Club, Lily? I absolutely love this movie. I did not want to watch it. I was forced to watch it way after the movie came out. I fought it to the death. Give me a minute, Keith, before you talk. <laughs> My ex-husband made me watch it, and I was the only one awake at the end of the night watching it on the edge of my seat going, what just happened? Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. It had a couple different stories going on in it, so I had to like definitely pay attention to it and not be the person that fell asleep. But I, I w- every time this is on, I will watch it every single yeah. time. As many yeah. times as I've seen it, 
I will watch it every yeah, time. Yeah, I've probably seen it 20 times. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So so we're going to get a rank. So what are we going to do? And real, what do you think the number one, Fincher's number one movie is, Keith? If you don't think it's Fight Club, <laughs> what could it be? Seven? I think Seven is his best movie. Okay. I disagree. I would, I put that, that, I would definitely okay, put that as number two. Okay, Luke, you know why? Because it's your podcast. You can disagree, but it sucks for you to be wrong. But let's just talk <laughs> about how the uh, that's how the other movies rank. For me, Seven is number one. Okay. It's not number seven. We only had five, so I have to do the math there. Um, so seven is number one. If we're gonna go like that, but Fight Club is number two, buddy. So don't you know? Let's just let's leave it at that. We won't get two. Uh, I know. I can't leave it at that. Uh, Fight Club is number one. Seven's number two, for okay. sure. And I'll and the rest of them can be whatever you want them to be because Fight Club is so it's it's not only it's just a very important film. Seven is a great okay. thrill. Seven is a great thriller. It is probably if you wanted to say the great thrillers of all time like Silence of the Lambs and these different movies, Seven is absolutely an amazing thriller, but it does not have the depth and the multi-layered meanings and the and, and all the the different metaphors about human life and relationships and the hero's journey and all the stuff it just, just does not have the same in the same way as as Fight Club does. Fight Club is a movie about society. It's about dude, hold on, man. It's I, about, don't, I don't want to get to I don't want to tap your ass dude, tonight. Dude, I'm, it, I don't. It, it's a movie but, about society. It's about it's a movie about men and, and what are men supposed to do in a post-feminist like it. society. It's a great it's a, it's a, it's an amazing movie. It is his. not only is it his greatest film it is one of the greatest films of all time. It is a kick-ass film, and all I'm saying to you is when I look or I want to go into a movie theater or watch a movie on demand or whatever, the last thing I'm thinking about is, this movie going to have a message for humanity? I'm looking for somebody to get effed up. It's That's so... <laughs> it is so... It is... I mean, but re, why why that works in Fight, Fight Club is because it isn't. it doesn't beat you over the head with it. It's just like a... In other words, it can be just a fun story. It can be just a crazy sort of mind f, but there are these way very powerful deep themes that kind of seep through it. It's it's a very powerful film on a, on a lot of levels. It's very deep, uh, very poignant, very important, and has a important I think important an important sort of uh, uh, idea that I think that people should pay attention to. Um, and I think that they get that message subliminally. It's not like one of these message films that like clubs you over the head with some. Let's talk about a movie like um, what's the movie with uh, Jodie Foster, uh, where you know she gets um, she gets raped and, and I mean, it's, a, it's a sad story, you know. What I mean? But they sort yeah, of be, yeah, they sort of beat you over the head. It's a kind of like you know big you know message film about women's rights and you know uh, sexuality and all kind of stuff like that whereas fight club does this gives you the message in a super fun crazy insane way and it's not just a me it's not really a message it's just like different and there's different messages there's different ideas there's a lot of different subtexts to it that i just think that as great as seven is and i just watched seven and i think it's a brilliant film i just don't think seven quite rises to that greatness i think it's a very close second though yeah keith's I'm leaving gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say it's number one but you know hey we're all with okay so, so, if we, so we're so we have, so keith and uh, keith and lou are seven is number two and fight club's number one keith or i mean lily and lou are that that and keith is like fight a uh, fight club is number two and seven's number one so let what then is number three four and five <laughs> 
Three, All right, I got him. Three for me is Gone Girl. I might, I might agree with that. What do you think, Keither? Three for me is Dragon, man. Dragon Tattoo is awesome. I think it's just an amazing film. It's so well acted, and I don't care about the original. I can give a shit about that. We're wow. talking about the one David Fincher directed. I think that everybody in the movie, James freaking Bond's awesome in that movie. Uh, you know, Christopher Plummer. They got every, every everybody in that movie is great. It's a movie that kind of just has little twists and turns. It's another one, dark. You're just don't you know you're kind of rooting for this person. What's going to happen with that? Rooney Mara in that movie is amazing. I mean, it's just no, it's, it's a, a movie. No, 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 it's a great film. Okay, it's sadistic, it's sadistic as hell in parts. I mean, I mean, come on, seriously. There's some. So what's your? So what's your? So what's your? So, like, what's your uh, so we're going backwards because we're supposed to go from five was, to one. Well, what are we supposed? So yeah, that was I don't know three, what happened so, there. So what do you say? Heated. So what do you say about four? Lily Zodiac is my number four. What about you, Keith? Zodiac's my number four. Okay, wow, we agreed on something. Woo! I yes. can't believe it. High five. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it, is, it sucks. It's making me sick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and what do you have for <laughs> number? What do you have for number five, Keith? It was really tough to decide between Gone Girl and Social Network, but I want with Gone Girl. It's a little darker film for me. That's all. I, I, I would never put Social Network in the top five at all. It was number I, I one on a lot of people's lists. I would, I I, yeah, yeah, it's that's, it's number one on a lot of people's lists. But I, I just thought it just it I could have like been balancing my checkbook. I just it just did not interest me. Yeah. You know? I'm not a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. I don't know what he does that's supposed to like get him roles. I mean, I don't understand the he's whole hipster thing <laughs> with him. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies and I don't get it. So I don't. There's some people what, I just can't, I can't relate to. We're gonna come back. We're gonna finish up this fun conversation. Um, we're going to rock out one more time tonight. Uh, so far, you've heard Greta Von Fleet with Safari Song from uh, the, the album From the Fires. Uh, we had a brand new cut by uh, Thunder Mother, not Wolf Mother, Thunder Mother. We fight for rock and roll, and we do here at Ludini uh, Rock and Roll Circus. And we're going to play Rain of Z here in a second. Guys, if you'd like a little more uh, background on hard rock and you want to you know, get to hear about some really cool bands that you're not hearing about and chat with me and hang out with me a little bit more on this stuff, please go to LouLombardiMusic.com backslash inner circle that is lulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle and uh, there's a I do a whole sort of behind the scenes thing where you can get a lot more information on how hard rock is made and uh, we, we talk about some very cool stuff in my private group and you definitely want to check it out but uh, let's rock out with a little Reign of Z Pittsburgh's own Reign of Z Ooh, yeah. Whispers in the Walls Reign of Z on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus
That is Reign of Z. On the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus, go to facebook.com backslash Reign of Z. And guys, listen, it's Reign, R-E-I-G-N, not R-A-I-N. Okay? Wow. Reign of... Did you like that? I love that. I'm so glad it's recorded forever so I can see it. Okay, Billy, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm looking at your comments on a little phone. Lily's going to tell me what your comment was so I can respond to you properly. When I can walk, I so want to be on the show and give Evanescence some cred. I love Amy Lee. All right. Billy Mank chiming in. We got so many people. Rob Johnson. We have all kind of people. Michael Morgan was here. Um, love, just, just, just been a great cast of characters tonight for... Uh, coming in uh we had a got a lot of fun uh sparring right keith uh over the uh whole david fincher strangely thing. i've agreed a lot with keith tonight and i don't know how i feel about that uh i was being nice today so i'll let you all just on on board the keith train for oh, a minute it's there, on, so it's on good, for next man. week buddy it's on join us uh, next week when the topic will be next week join us next week when the topic will be uh, exactly we don't know I so still disagree. We're gonna we're gonna be screwing around here for a couple more minutes doing some stuff. So if you have an idea for a topic, chime in. Let us know. If if we if we if it doesn't suck, we'll do it. But if that's you pick if a topic that sucks, choice, we're not doing it. Choice. <laughs> you know. Like so we're always uh, we're always open for suggestions. You know, I've been yeah. uh, been drinking uh, mostly uh, cleaning products today, so I am open for suggestions. That's weird. <laughs> How's that taste, man? Ah, it's good stuff. Anyways, you guys, you listen to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Uh, you can go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Guys, there's so much cool stuff going on. <clears throat> Tons of really great uh, indie bands, bands signed to small labels that are making great music. And uh, I get I get to tell their stories. I get to talk with them. It's a lot of fun. And then we get to do this thing here, which is a bunch of drunken debauchery and arguing. You know, but if you, hey, man, if it's good enough for Howard Stern, right? So uh, that's what we do here. Uh, so go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com and check all that stuff out. Uh, guys, it's very important that you share. So please be hitting the share. Sharing is caring. Share all the things. <clears throat> share everything. Sharing, so when, is, sharing is caring. And I'm not even drunk yet, man. You have to, you have to let it get out there because, uh, see, it's not about the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. It's not so much about Lily or Keith or Lou. It's about the amazing music and getting the word out about these great bands. We, yeah, we pick a fun topic and we talk about it to kind of keep people interested. And then we want you to check out some cool music, hear about some bands. If you're a hard rock and metal fan like we are, you're, you're definitely at the right place. Um, go around the room, guys. Anything you guys want to plug, talk about before we uh, wrap up for the evening? I'll go first since Keith's not talking. Um, I just want to remind everybody, my show Hot Licks with Lily Six on Rock Rage Radio is at 6 o'clock on Thursdays now, not 10 o'clock anymore. So make sure you're checking at the right time. And we got this guy, too. Do you should go oh, yeah, I that. should plug this. Yeah. Um, March 2nd, 2018, Turbo Goddesses Beach Band Boogie. I love the name. Featuring the Turbo Sonics, Johnny and the Razorblades with the opening act, Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Woo! And it's going to be, it starts at 9 p.m. at the Good Time Bar, uh, 1304 Walters Avenue, Pittsburgh. It's Millvale. Great bar. Uh, it's a very cool place. Guys, it is super cheap to drink there. So if you're a lush, because none of you are alcoholics or you'd be going to meetings. If you're a lush or a drunk like I am and Lily is and Keith is, <laughs> 
it's a great place because the drinks are like it's like VFW prices. It's, it's like, cheapy, it's cheap, 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 cheap. Yes, they give you whiskey in a paper cup, but it's totally fine. You will, Who's you'll, particular? You'll, you'll, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But uh, the Who cares turbo, about that. The turbo sonics got in my hand before. The turbo sonics are a great surf band. I mean, they're really, really good. A lot of fun. And Johnny and the Razorblades, I've not seen live, but I have listened to their album a few times. It's great. You know how they remind me a little bit of and it, Keith. Maybe you remember these guys. And Lily, maybe you might be too young. Do you remember a band? Called Jason and the Scorchers. You're right. I, do not. I, I am too young. Okay, great. <laughs> Check them out. They're they really. Uh, I bet if you asked Johnny the Razorblades, they would probably know who Jason the Scorchers is. Great. Jason the Scorchers was a band that kind of like was at the forefront of country punk in the in the like the mid '80s, and uh, very very cool mm. band. But uh, Johnny and the Razorblades have that Jason and the Scorchers kind of vibe. Great songwriting. Great playing. Really good, like in your face rock and roll, garage rock slash, with a little bit of that um, uh, country punk sort of vibe going on. But that is uh, March second, Friday night, nine p.m. Good time bar and grill. I'll be there. That's right. And um, uh, do you think it would? How much do you think it would cost for me to get an Uber to go there? <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Um, so I, I would like to plug stuff, but I'm 1,500 miles away, so anything that I do is going to be a little bit tough for people to get to. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, we are international. Uh, okay. We are international, so plug, plug, plug all the things. I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Keith. Oh, Keithy. If I, if I got something to do, I will share it with everyone here first because that's what we do. Anyways, guys, go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com for all your Ludini needs. Check out LuLombardiMusic.com backslash uh, inner circle and we'll hang out. All right, guys, that's pretty much it, man. You guys got anything else, anything you want to add? I, I got nothing else. Got nothing? I did, I did it, my did, spiel. Did anybody else submit a top five list on her beside us three? Nobody no. chimed in. We got no comments on this. Nobody. Are you serious? None. And and so no, I'm, I, I, Come I, on, people. I, guys, like I, I'm kind of. We love movies, but I'm not so sure that it's a good topic. Because we got uh, none. None. That Maybe we were a little too specific. It's not gonna fly. We, it's gonna die. Well, so, I mean, I mean, maybe we should. Let next time let's try something that doesn't. Let's maybe try like something about remakes or something when we do movies again, instead of something specific about a director. I actually really that liked is, this topic. I, I just, did too, but it might be a little. It might be a little movie nerdish for some people. It could be. That you know, for, yeah. we got to think about our niche. Our niche are people that like music and want to rock out. They may just not be as much of movie nerds as we are. This it's, is true. It's, it's just, tough to be a nerd. It's, it's tough to be a nerd in, less uh, in this day and age. I just, I got to do it, man. I got to do it. I got to fly the freaking freak uh. flag, and I will keep going on with it. But you know, if it doesn't work for the for the masses out there, we'll have to think of something else. What can I say? All right, guys. Keith Hawkins. Lily V6 from Rock Rage Radio. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. We're going to take you out with some hot fudge. The Last Vegas on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Guys, let's rock this thing hard, man.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.